The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we wait a few more seconds for people to get settled. Make sure that you have what you need to feel comfortable as best you can. There are extra supplies in the closet for anybody new. And for some people coming into this space, sitting in this room, it's like putting on an old glove. You've come so many times before, you feel like you belong here at Common Ground. But it's good to appreciate that other people are newer to the community. It may not feel like an old glove you're putting on. It might feel like a new place. It's our intention for Common Ground to be a welcoming community for everyone. But of course, we understand that it's not always going to feel welcoming for everyone. So we appreciate that reality. And all of us together, not just the teachers and staff here, but all of us together, we're all being asked to use our practice of being present, being awake, to create a safer space for our entire community, whoever walks in our door interested in these practices of awareness. So we're going to begin, I'll go through some of the nuts and bolts after the guided meditation. But because we'll be studying the hindrances, this list of teachings, very important teachings, set of teachings from the Buddha about what it is that arises in our heart, in our mind to hinder the stability of awareness or to hinder the clarity of the mind and heart. whatever it is that arises to distort or obscure the way it actually is now for us. Knowing that that's what we'll be studying this summer, it's good to begin our sit tonight by having a sense of humility that although we may think that we know how it is, now for each of us, how it is, how the experience is for us. It's actually really useful to have some hum- some humility. You know, we just see what we're in the habit of seeing. Or we might have, we might actually have some clarity in some aspects of our present moment experience, and then, of course, some serious blind spots or serious habits of not seeing clearly, not being aware, seeing things in a fixed way instead of a more open, real way. 
So, for example, as we let the awareness recognize the experience of the body sitting here, one of the first things we need to tease out is the difference between the idea of the body sitting and all the emotions we have about the about our ideas of our body and the actual direct experience of sensation like the sits bones making contact with the chair the bench or cushion just that very simple direct experience of pressure or contact without being confused by the mental interpretation of that experience of pressure or contact. So it's not about controlling our experience or saying that some aspect of the experience is the right experience to know and the other is the wrong experience to know, but just to notice that it's complex. There's sensation being known in the body, and there's, and there's all this mental activity, even about something relatively simple, being aware, being open to the sensations of the body sitting. For example, we might notice uh, struggling to find a comfortable posture. Or you might notice a real quality of kindness and patience with the body, with the body not being comfortable, sense of space about that understanding it's not easy having a body that's uncomfortable. And I care about that, that tender-heartedness. And so in a really ordinary way, an important way, grounding way, as we studied the hindrances this summer, in real time, moment to moment, we're just curious about whatever is active in the mind and heart that might be obscuring or diverting attention away from the reality of here and now. The little eddies or traps that the mind has a tendency to fall into and then forget about a more direct and immediate connecting with the reality of sitting and breathing and thoughts as just thoughts, the movement of emotion as just that, a movement of feeling, of emoting. Studying the hindrances is studying what's in the way of being real, being connected, being honest, being undefended and open with the activity of the mind and body as it is. Studying the hindrances is studying what's in the way of being in the moment in a way that's healing and onward leading toward deeper understanding and insight 
about the nature of this mind. Hindrances, whatever they might be, are never bad. They're just habits that have, because of causes and conditions, been set in motion. They have some, in any moment, some momentum, some resilience, an appearance of intelligence in the sense that they can defend their right to be in the mind, governing the mind dominating the mind. It always seems to make sense to be irritated or to be wanting something to happen or whatever particular hindrance the mind is under the influence of. It always seems to make sense to surrender to the obscuring, intoxicating effect of the hindrance a little bubble then that the mind lives inside of for a while. Feel so justified, these bubbles. So much of understanding the hindrances, of course, depends on having a real taste, a real sense of what it means to be mindfully aware that very simple but relatively rare experience of the mind being open, a kind of rawness, immediacy, experiencing not, experience not mediated by a mental interpretation or even language really. doesn't mean there's not thoughts, but the direct experiencing is not about the thoughts we have of the, of the experience. So that's why we say it has an open or unformed, undefined taste to it, like we could have in this moment. So the hindrances are those habits that make the mind forgetful, forget that it respects this more direct and raw and open, kind, tender presence. A hindrance makes it seem that there's something more important than connecting with things as they are. And generally that thing that seems more important is to think about something to be identified or caught up in the thought. And one thought leads to the next and on and on like that. It's such a privilege, such a, a great and wonderful thing that we have the time and inclination to use the mind to study the mind. In a funny way, we were born to do this work. If we're fortunate to not be overwhelmed by just surviving and not overwhelmed by working with trauma or being oppressed, then human beings are born to use their life, to use the awareness 
the stability of awareness, to study the heart itself, the causes for how we fall into states of suffering and stress, and to study the release of that very same stress and heaviness of heart. And getting to know the hindrances is right at the center of this work. What is it that obscures the clarity of the mind, the stability of awareness, the continuity of awareness? Given that we value clarity and stability of awareness, how how come we keep forgetting? So we're going to take the next 10 minutes or so just to continue the study that I've laid out, but we'll do it in silence for a while now, sitting comfortably, beginning again and again, just using the mind to study the mind in the most ordinary, ordinary way, just being interested in what obscures or clouds or hinders the clarity, the present moment clarity of awareness without judgment, without frustration. See what you can learn.
recognizing the mind's capacity to connect with the present moment, for example, feeling the body sitting, feeling the sensations of the body sitting, a real sense of the continuity of that present moment awareness, and especially now being interested in what gets in the way of connecting and sustaining present moment awareness. What gets in the way of connecting with the present moment and sustaining present moment awareness? Doubt? Sleepiness? Having too much energy? Worrying? Wanting something to happen? Wanting to get rid of something?
So we remember, we're not trying to make something happen or have a particular experience. It's very simple. The intention is to connect with the way it is, the activity of the body, the activity of the mind as it actually is. And then, if possible, sustain that present moment awareness. So, for example, feeling the body sitting and then sustaining that awareness of the body sitting or feeling the ordinary sensations of breathing in one moment and then sustaining that present moment awareness of the breath or noticing the mental activity, noticing worrying, and just sustaining the awareness. Like, does the worrying go away when you're aware of it? Or does it increase, get more intense? So it's a non-interfering presence. That's called mindful awareness, the continuity of awareness, or something like that. And then, in addition, and especially in terms of this class, we're interested in how the mind loses that thread of present moment awareness. How the mind falls back into some experience of distraction or being lost in thought, being caught up in some way, some reactive pattern. How does the mind go from being present to being lost in thought? That's a very interesting place for investigation. We tend not to notice that moment of getting lost in thought. What are the causes? So just for another minute or two, see what can be learned.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.